Happy 2021 holidays, everyone. Jamie here with a pre-show message. We recorded this show in early 2020 during the early stages of the pandemic. We want to remind you all that things are hard, especially right now. And newsletters only matter if people have space for them. In fact, I haven't had the bandwidth to start my own. And I haven't done my homework, as you'll hear in this episode. Enjoy the show. Take care of you and your loved ones. And we'll see you next time. Much love. Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie L. Ford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Put on my game face. I have sleepies in my eyes. She's like, I got to remove the nap time face and put on the, I'm going to try and act like the professional I am face. I'm so goddamn (laughs) professional. Um, Yes. Today we are talking about newsletters. Should you do them? Does anybody actually fucking read them? What's the point? Um, and, uh, and I actually have a very good friend. Um, she has a business called Scoob Mark, S-K-A-S-K-O-O-B Mark. And I wanted to pimp her out because a lot, all of the advice I have about newsletters comes directly from Rebecca Scoobish because she is a marketing genius. And, um, the three tips that she gave me with, with regards to a newsletter, um, are the first one is be consistent. Like, even if you're consistent is, um, twice a year, even if it's like once every three months, whatever, um, be consistent with the time and the day that you put your newsletter out. So mine comes out every Tuesday at uh, 9am and except when I forget to schedule it at 9am and I actually schedule it at 9pm and then I wake up at noon and have to hurry and fix it and send it out because I can't figure out the website. Um, and so be consistent is the first one. And the second is, um, that you need to have some kind of cohesive theme for the month. So I have like, uh, last month I did it all about me cause I'm a Sagittarius and I'm completely full of myself. And I use it as an opportunity to promote the classes that I teach, um, give people a discount coupon and talk about what I'm going to be doing next year. Um, and it was also my birthday and, um, being the Sagittarius that I am, I actually included my Amazon wish list in one of the newsletters so people could buy me presents. So, um, which goes along with being consistent, I think, because I'm always kind of a magpie. Um, so be consistent, um, have a theme. And the third one is, um, oh, make sure that people go to your website because, um, if you just send a newsletter and there's no link and I, it kind of feels, especially when you do spiritual stuff, I guess it can kind of feel grody to be like, and I hope everybody's doing okay at the end of this month. And I know that it's hard and you could buy this here, click here to buy. And it kind of feels shitty to do that, but you have to remember this is a business and we're actually trying to make money. So have like either have your, your uh, newsletter end at your website so people can be on your website and see the other links of stuff that you're selling or have an actual, you know, little click on this for whatever the hell you're selling widgets. Um, Because that's the reason that you're doing it. Of course, it's to communicate with people. And of course, it's to get your ideas out in the universe. But it's also because this is a business and you need to make money. 
And I think if Scoob was here right now, she would tell me, you are supposed to be a business because I'm terrible at selling myself. I'm absolutely terrible. So if it weren't for her, I would probably be like just giving shit away for free because I feel like being a nice person. Um, so we're all three of us in different stages of newslettering. I've been doing mine for like seven years. And um, I think, how, Hillary, how long have you been? Look at your pirate face. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. totally brought out my pirate face because I'm just like, oh, no, I have to think back as to when I started my newsletter. Um, I mean, I mean, I agree with everything you were saying about the newsletters and, you know, do do as Melissa says, not necessarily what Hillary does is what I want <laughs> to say. Um, I think I started 2011. So nine years mm-hmm. ago. Um, God, nine years. Uh yeah, nine yeah, years. Like this, this this year itself has been like a decade, but um, but I was in business. I've been in business, um, and when I say being in business, taking money for readings since two thousand five. But I really didn't do the professional stuff, like make my website, do my newsletter until twenty eleven when I worked with right. Teresa Reed. So she really helped me with the business side of it. Not so much the tarot side of it, but for the business stuff, definitely. Um yeah, so nine nine years. And it's been evolving as it goes. And really what Melissa just said, we were talking about it before we started recording. And then we were just like, oh, we should be recording this, shouldn't we? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oopsie. Um, Melissa was saying about being consistent. And I, I made my pirate face then too, because what I usually do, first I started doing it once a month on the first of every month. Then I started doing it twice a month on the first and the 15th of every month. So the first, the start of the month and the middle of the month. And then by the time you get to the end of the month, you start a new month. So by, by monthly. Um, and you know, I've, I've flitted between like, should I be doing a weekly newsletter? Is that too much? How much is too much? So, um, this is the reason why we're talking about newsletters this episode, because there's a lot of stuff out there that is just like, you should never send a newsletter daily, or you should always send your newsletter weekly and really it it's doesn't matter. Do, do what do what works for you, but be consistent with what works for you. Yep. That's the reason I was kind of chiding myself because in the age of the pandemic, I have been lucky if I've even sent out a newsletter on the first of the month. On the fifteenth of the month, like has not even been existing. I didn't even send any out, <laughs> but like between the election, like half of November, I just didn't even bother sending a newsletter because of the election and how long it took to get results. And the fact that my anxiety was at a 27, I didn't even fucking bother. I'm like, I will, I will pick this up when I'm feeling better. And if, if folks, and some people actually emailed me and asked if I was okay, which was really nice. Um, But that's the side effect from being consistent, right? Is if it doesn't happen, folks notice, but um, I wasn't in any place to do it. And the fact that we're all going through this Corona thing right now and things are stressful as hell newsletters like just falls to the bottom of my shit i need to do list so quit beating yourself up about it because it don't talk about my friend like that right 
Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, nine years for me. And that's what I try to do. Um, bi monthly, the first and the 15th of every month. And I have a I have a structure to the first of the month versus the 15th of the month, where the first of the month I I kind of do a little bit of an intro, then I talk uh, about classes that I'm teaching, then I talk about if I'm going to do a new deck of the month, because usually for my card of the day posts, I stick with one deck for the entirety of that month. And then I switch over to a new deck. As I was saying to Melissa before we started recording, I'm sticking with the Scorpio Sea Tarot for a second month in a row because I love it so much. And because Yay. I'm getting all pruny with it. Cha-ching. Um, <laughs> oh. but, um, but, but I'm realizing that for some newsletters, and I really ad- admire Melissa's newsletter for its ability to stay on topic, stay to theme, stay to one uh, call to action or whatever you're going to call it. Because sometimes I get into this, like, I need to say everything all at the same time and like download, like thud that factor kind of thing. And it's just like, people are just not going to read all of that, Hillary. Like it's too much stuff down. It's too much stuff. Like just have one thing. One thing is better than all the things all at once. Maybe it's just, you know, Melissa's citing her Sagittarius nature. I'm citing my Aries nature in that. And I just need to pare it down and Do you it know will probably be easier <laughs> the thing that helped me with that was a suggestion again from rebecca skubish who does this for a living and helps companies build their brand i don't even know really what that sentence means but it sounds very markety um but her recommendation is like we sat down the first time we worked together and she said what are your themes for the year and i was like fuck if i know i just make shit up as i go along <laughs> and we sat down and we figured out a theme for every month of the year and that like i have to do that again for i guess shit january's coming up in it but i already have <laughs> january's um but i'm just going to sketch out something for every month of next year and it's just going to be one word and then as I get closer to it, I'll be able to frame it a little better. And um, it's as easy as like for, I think, July this year, I did independence from guilt, independence from, you know, stuff like that. Independence from things that make us feel bad because I was getting a lot of readings that were like that. Um, and that that is how I got to be single minded about my newsletters, because before it was like, here's everything that I know. Blah. yeah i mean that would be that's actually something that i've started to do with my weekly live shows that i do every week um in case people were wondering yes that's something i do individually fridays at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time plug for the tarot by hillary live episode workshops whatever the hell (laughs) it is that i do on friday nights at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time Mm -hmm. but i realized like i've been doing that for a year but in the last couple of months, I've been doing kind of a content calendar schedule of episodes uh, based around a theme or based around different days like National Day of Shoelace Tying, National Day of Writing Letters, um, both the silly ones and the not so silly ones, and then establishing, okay, where does that fall in the calendar? And can I base an episode around it? And that way, 
at the start of the month, I know what episodes that I'm going to be filming. I'm still going to be filming them live and taking questions and everything, but I'll have that topic ahead of time so that I can send out the schedule so people can tune in for the episodes that they want to see or to learn about. And I'm not driving myself crazy. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a quasi-editorial content calendar or plan yeah but it, it's yeah. making your life easier mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is what all these things should do like all right. of these little plans and and um i don't want to say hacks it's, necessarily a hack. it's how to do it properly yeah. but Short, if if you well, do it shortcut is not really yeah if you do it properly too. it makes your life easier which is something that i'm learning and it's something i think we talked about in a previous episode about how you don't have to use incense and candles and meditation yeah. to do a good reading However, it makes your job easier, you know, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool that you can use to make your life easier. And, you know, I, I am the queen of white knuckling shit and just doing it the wrong way until I actually roll my eyes, try it the right way and go, Oh, I only, it only took me 10 minutes to do that shit. <laughs> I, I procrastinated for seven weeks and it only took me 10 <laughs> minutes to complete. Gosh, maybe they're onto something. See, and then professionals. And then there's me where I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. Like I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Melissa and all of her awesomeness. I'm listening to Hillary and her, you know, she's dedicatedly done this for nine years. And I went digging, you know, it, I I keep a folder on my Mac that has all my inner compass tarot coaching stuff. And I'm like, I know I had, I, cause I've, I dabbled. And this is one of the reasons why I figured we had to have a newsletter thing out. Cause I'm like, I dabbled in newsletters. But how far did I go? I couldn't even remember. I thought I sent a couple. It turns out I sent maybe seven between nice. 2010 and 2011 theme once a month with themes. Ooh. And then something happened. I don't know what happened, but I dropped it. And so I feel like what you just said about, you know, leveling up how you do it is like something, something inside of me changed. And I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, try and belittle myself because I, I don't want you to, you know, yell, Good. you know, yell at me for this, <laughs> but I feel like something reverted or something happened, whether it is a, you know, fuck this, <laughs> doing this once right. a month fucking sucks and I can't think of anything else to do or just either the technology because I've done I've helped other companies and other places do newsletters I've Mm -hmm. used constant creations I've used MailChimp oh fuck I hate MailChimp at least in the past it sucks so bad maybe that turned (laughs) me off of doing MailChimp is not a sponsor of this podcast no No. P.S. I use MailChimp yeah me too well I mean (laughs) I constant creations was even worse, you know, so I guess it, it could be because I got annoyed with the system back mm-hmm. then, you know, things are definitely different in internet land where back then 10 years ago, oh, nine years ago, those systems were a lot worse, especially on a Mac than they would probably be now. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine said, go to mad Mimi, M-I-M-I. And so I've got an account there. Maybe I might have to re-sign up for it, but it's like, Past me to all this, you know, stuff. I even have a thing. I, I keep Scrivener files and Scrivener is my favorite writing or favorite organizational app. It's the one app I, you know, I love my partner. I love Kendra. Sometimes I feel like I should have married Scrivener, you know, as well, because I just, I love this app so much. It's on all my devices. 
But I've even got something in here about a newsletter revamp. And it's got things like successful e-newsletters make it personal and make readers relate to me. When writing, think about my pitch. Give practical advice and roadmaps or something. Like this is all really good advice, James. Yeah. So like, you know, <clears throat> sell myself more on tarot and readings. Cause I guess before I kind of didn't, I either gave like a spread or something else, just like a little mini blog post. Um, I taught <laughs> to toss in small tips or cheesy things occasionally. And you know, that could I mean my personality is pretty cheesy. I mean, today we my partner, Kendra, and I, we posted some really kind of cheesy pictures on Facebook. Those know? were fucking adorable. Yeah, oh, they're God. totally you guys. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> I have to have the cheese factor somewhere in there to show off my personality. And then stuff like promote lessons learned from recent clients or reminder to everybody if I have reading discounts. Right now, I'm not. I guess back past me was like, let's do reading discounts. I don't know. Or a referral program. So all this stuff that was stuff that I put in. Um, I must have talked to somebody because I've got what's even more amazing to hear from past me is like change the name. Um, I used to call it Tarot Tidbits. And I guess now like tie it in with my Inner Compass theme, like Inner Compass, Mo- Inner Compass Monthly Direction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even need it. You yeah. don't even need a name for it. Really. I guess I guess I got hung up on it because it's like I look at what you do, Hill. I look at what Melissa does. I look at what um, Teresa Reed does. I have a few other um, in our tarot community who do great newsletters and I compare myself again, apples to oranges in a way, even though we all do tarot. So you think it's apple mm-hmm. to apples, but I forget that we are all unique and we all have different perspectives. And I forget about that, you know, where, especially in like even social media where I, I still have this hesitancy about some of that. It's like, how can I make myself different and stand out? Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing daily posts or everybody's doing this. And I'm like, you know, I know that's part of that's in the cheese ball factor of how I, you know, speak or, you know, mm-hmm. try and live my life. And I think maybe seeing all that and just the idea of I got to be different, you know, Jamie mm-hmm. has to, you know, I got to try something different than anybody has just set me off on that. Well, maybe the reason why you're having trouble with that is because you're looking to other tarot newsletters instead of looking outside of our industry, which is True. another tip for newsletters. If you are, if dear listener, if you're thinking about doing your own newsletter, um, look outside of your industry for newsletters that are killing it. And they don't have to be your industry. They can be mm-hmm. a sale at Kohl's or makeup newsletters or, or anything else. But have yourself like start a, a swipe file, if you will, which is all the subject lines that made you open them. You know, like what is it about this subject line? Like you don't even have to figure it out. You can just look at the subject line and be like, oh, I clicked on that. You don't need to really figure out why you clicked on it. Just keep that and see how you can tweak it to your own needs or your own industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like all the tips I gave her are generic. I'm Becky's only client that does tarot. And Jenna Matlin, who has a really great book um, about how to do business and tarot together, uh, recommended the book Newsletter Ninja. Um, and I will put the link in the thingies, but, um, it was really helpful too. So it doesn't have to be like, like Brianna Saucy is um, a witch and, um, does, you know, devotionals and things like that. And she's amazing. 
and her newsletter, because some newsletters I, I like look like I skim <laughs> and then I'm like, yep, they did a newsletter, but Brianna, uh, Brie is one that I absolutely read the whole thing. I read all of it. I click on all of the links. I'm incredibly engaged with hers. And the reason is Jamie, because I like Brie. It's not because her newsletter is so terribly different than other people's. It's not because it's a different experience than the other ones. It's just that I really like Brie. And um, so I'm invested. So uh, if you decide to do a newsletter again, you don't, I don't think you need to look for what will make you stand out because you're an amazing person and that makes you stand out enough. You know, mm-hmm. people will get Thank your newsletter you. because you're an outstanding person. Yeah. And the funny thing is I've been collecting emails, like in my classes that I teach at conventions and, and other places, I, with the handouts, I give half sheets of paper feedback, you know, tell me on a scale of one to five, how, how good was this material mm-hmm. again, on a scale of one to five, how, how was me? How did I, did you like my presentation style? Fabulous. And then then I have other questions about that class material, but on the, you know, I give them, I ask, I have space for their name, their email. And on the right hand side, you know, do you want more information about, and this is where I do the new, you know, it's for the newsletter. You know, if I did a writing list, yeah, the mailing list, if, you know, Mm -hmm. if, because I, I also teach writing or writing with tarot. So it's like, do you want a writing information? Do you want tarot information? Do you want to general connect with me or readings? And I've got a stack, a good quarter inch. I look, I look behind me as these, uh, as my co-hosts see where I've kept them because these are people that are like, yeah, send me your general, you know, newsletter. And I haven't, but I've got that to me, that's kind of their permission that when I make a newsletter and I send it out, I can, you know, put the disclaimer of, hey, you're getting this because you, you attended one of my classes <laughs> and you signed up and I'm finally putting your awesome information to good use. There you go. Right. But that's another awesome tip that if you teach or, you know, anything, you can even collect, you know, emails that way. Right. Or, or if you're doing events, even mm-hmm. yep. um, yeah. besides, besides teaching, if you're doing events, um, even, even if you're doing private events, I mean, like not now because of the pandemic, um, but I would have uh, on my mailing list, which is really quick, like, here's your name, here's your email, you know, yep. and, and click this if you want, uh, if you want, you know, want to be subscribed or, or whatever, just for like that extra, like, you know, cover my ass, cover your ass kind of thing. Um, but what cover Jane everybody's talking, ass, cover no everybody's ass, but if you have, if you have different topics that you teach that are very disparate to each other and you want to be able to narrow down interest there is something called segmenting which we're not Mm going to get into in this particular episode because i don't know how to do it because it's complicated (laughs) but i'm sure you can learn how to do that through your like whatever um uh email provider you sign up for and there are really a bunch out there um just depending and, and a lot of them are free like i have a free subscription you know because my mailing list ain't that big. I'm not going to talk about my size <laughs> mailing list, but it's not, it's not that big. Size it's not the not quality. It's quality, not quantity <laughs> when we're talking about this. Um, but you can learn about segmentation and funnels and all of that other stuff. Um, but another thing that Melissa was saying right before 
we started recording was um, I really like Melissa's newsletters because she writes in the way that she speaks, like what yes. you, what you're hearing on the podcast, what you're hearing in our Hasanova, when she writes her books, like it's all, it's all consistently her in her own voice. Now for me, when I turn from regular Hillary to newsletter writing Hillary, it's really, really hard for me to not flip the switch to robot Hillary. And so that would be something, some advice that I would say to people that want to start a newsletter, write to your friends, write yeah. as if you were talking to your friends or out to dinner or drinks with your friends or talking with them over the phone, write that way because your readers will feel the difference. And it will probably be easier for you to write that way <laughs> rather than I am a professional. <laughs> and you know, Finding your voice, honing your voice, which is kind of a writer term that we use. That is what Hillary is saying. You know, when you write to your friends, that's your voice. That's your true kind of, you know, getting all new agey. It's your true authentic self. That's how you approach others. Sometimes, though, it's hard to develop that. Or like, mm -hmm. like for me, I was in technical communication for 15 years before I quit to pursue my crazy own personal writing slash tarot life. That kind of killed some of my own personality in my writing. Because when I sit down, I go blank and I go, dip, 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 you know, professional Whereas one, I two, can't three. do that. One of my friends offered me a gig writing about financial institutions and banking. And I was like, I started it off by writing about me and my grandfather walking to the bank when, in the 1970s. And I'm like, I don't think I'm the right person for this job. So I don't know. That would draw me into <laughs> reading finance a lot more than we they, all you know, have our, you know, yeah. our different skills. And, but I think um, the other thing I wanted to say before we wrap um, is that I sometimes will sit down when I have like three or four hours and I will write a full month's worth of newsletters. And that gives me um, peace of mind because I am a procrastinating motherfucker. <clears throat> so I have this yeah. app called Same. Forest, Guilty. and with Forest, um, every time I I click on it and don't touch my phone for whatever amount of time I put in, it plants a little tree. You see my little tree? I'm holding oh, it up right now, so yeah. it's helpful to the podcast yeah. people. It's a cute little tree. Yeah, and so I plant a tree, and then um, I don't touch my thingy for once, and then um, and. I, I just do all of them at once. And then I, at the, at the end, I will change that stuff for like events and things like that and to make it more timely, but that works best for me. And Teresa, I've talked to her about it. She does hers like, you know, on a set schedule every week. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. My sleep schedule is a mess and my life is a little like unbound right now. So um, next month's newsletters are finished because I, I had insomnia and I was up at three in the morning. So I went ahead and wrote all of January's as well as December's. So you have to do what works best for you. And if it works best for you to not do a newsletter, don't. And if it works best for you, I think Maggie Steve Otter has one that goes out every six months. Um, cause we were talking about, it. she's like, Oh, I, I sent out my newsletter today. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a newsletter. She's like, first of all, you're not signed up for it. <coughs> Oops. And secondly, <laughs> it only comes out twice a year. <clears throat> so that's what works best for her. So it's important um, to make sure that, first of all, it's something that you want to do. And secondly, something you have space to do. And then figure out a way 
for it. Like if, if when I pick another project writing project up, mine is probably going to go back to biweekly right now it's weekly because I don't have a um, consistent writing project going. So it has to make sense for what you're doing. And um, are we wrapping? It feels like we're wrapping. I think so. I mean, for and me, I can't wait to see what yours says. Sorry, go ahead, Jamers. <laughs> I was just going to say for homework, I think people, oh, our listeners should figure out, do you have the time and space for the newsletter? Do mm-hmm. you even want to do this? And that first step would be figure out your themes of the year. So that's yep. probably what I'm going to try and do for 20, whatever, 20, 2021 plus beyond. And mm-hmm. analyze of the newsletters that you personally get. Why do you read the ones that you read and skim the ones that you skim? And that will put you on a good foot to making yours make sense to you. And don't worry, we are going to be doing that homework too. Yeah, I ain't doing shit because I've already figured it out. But you guys have fun. All right, (gasps) thanks everybody. Bye. Sagittarius. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.